The Internet, the final frontier. Well, hello. Thank you for tuning in to one of Boldly Going Nowhere interviews at AwesomeCon 2015. Our guest today, Ricky Simons, famous for Invader Sim and Robotech. I'm Sean Holmes, and you just begun the fun. Strap in and sit tight. You're boldly going nowhere. Awesome Con on the floor, interviewing. I can't read your first name. Ricky, Ricky Simmons. I don't know how I forgot that. Ricky Simons. Simons. Yeah. We've been messing up names. So I know it's terrible. Right today. Yes, it's horrible. We had him make fun of a Ninja Turtle by accident. Oh, um, you get was, punched for that. I know. Yeah. 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 Just three three fingers and a thumb right to the face. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you enjoying the con so far? Seems nice. I'm sitting a lot, and uh, sometimes I stand, and then I sit down again. And then uh, uh, I've been drawing a pumpkin. <laughs> Actually, several pumpkins. It's nice. Yeah, it'll yeah. it'll be way busier tomorrow because it'll yeah. be Saturday. So yes, tomorrow, it's been busy. There's some people coming by, and I say hi to them, and uh, I don't remember their faces, but they seem nice. Well, that's what matters. As long they might as have not have faces. <laughs> I never know. <laughs> so you're you're best known for the voice of Girl on Invaders. Yes. Um, what other projects have you done other than well, Girl on Invaders? M. Uh, well, I mostly uh, have, uh, do art and writing in most of the projects I work on. I I, I do comics. Uh, I write and uh, color and help draw com- comics with my wife Tavisha. Um, in the '90s, I did a series called Super Information Hijinks Reality Check about a cat that uh, gets onto a virtual internet system and thinks she's human. Um, and then uh, Tavish and I did a series for Tokyo Pop called uh, Shutterbox. That was five volumes. See, see I did uh, my California thing right there. I, I like did an up talk at the end there. I went, eh? Five volumes? Well, Shutterbox <laughs> was one that um, I never got to see. But I a saw lot it. of my friends did. I totally saw it. And they, yeah. you totally saw it? Yeah. <laughs> I should hope so. <laughs> but they loved it. The oh, friends good. that I have seen it, they, they talk about it to this day. Yay. So, Hooray. yeah, so after after Gur, well, after Invader Zim, really, yeah. um, I've heard that they were planning to redo that comic series for it. The, Are you going to have any hands in that? Uh, oh, the, 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 the Invader Zim comic? Yes. Yes. Uh, I worked on issue zero which is like a paranormal magazine called, uh, here it is right here. Your readers can't see it because they're blind. <laughs> I've taken out their eyes. Uh, it's called The Truth Shrieker, and it's a paranormal magazine in the, uh, in the world of Invader Zim with articles uh, such as uh, Bigfoot has an article that says, Leave Me Alone, uh, things like that. But uh, that's co-written by Jonan and uh, Vasquez, who is the creator of the show, Aaron Alexovich, who was a character designer on the show, Eric Truehart, who was a writer on the show, and then me, who was a me on the show, and, uh, and Megan Lawton is the, uh, um, the inker to Aaron's uh, illustrations also. Aaron draws it. But in the uh, issue one of the comic, which comes out July from Oni Press, um... I'm coloring the cover and helping out with some of the colors on the interior. 
and then Jonan is co-writing it with Aaron or Eric, and then Aaron is drawing it. So I mean, I'm excited. When that popped yes. up on my Facebook, I sent it out, and that was probably the only status I've ever made that got over two likes. Yes. So we're all we're all looking forward to that because that was the show we grew up exciting. with. Exciting. I'm so excited. <laughs> So what other cons have you done other than um, Awesome Con? Because I think this is the first con that I've really ever seen your name pop up. I do between 15 and 18 conventions a year all over the country and uh, some on the uh, planet. Oh, okay. Uh, I've done Australia and Canada and 40 states in the United States of America, of the USA so far. And uh, so I don't know why you didn't see me. I was there probably. Probably. But not here. Well, you got, I mean, there's a lot of conventions now. Like, every state has their own convention, and uh, some of them are tiny, and some of them are big, and uh, I'm saying uh, a lot, just like Obama. Wow, it's crazy. I have a question. Yes, you did, what? You did Hi. A, you did a comic book series. Um, I want to say it's... Is it RoboCross? Oh, in uh, 1993... I did a, uh, Tavish and I worked on a series called Robotech Clone, uh, and that was about, it was, you know, it was, it was a Robotech series, uh, for, uh, Academy Comics, they had the license at the time, and that was about a, um, another spaceship like the SDF-1, uh, it's like, it's like this sort of cult, uh, of, uh, scientist type people, scientific people. Uh, got the plans to the SDF-1, built their own SDF called the SDF Mordecai, and decided to leave the Milky Way and go populate the Andromeda Galaxy with their own clones. Now, I know that the license for that comic book IP has bounced around time and time and time. Yeah. Now, have you ever been approached by the more recent holders of the IP to write again for it? Or is that just no, that's, that's pretty much one shot. I mean, I don't... I mean, people... There's some fans of that series... Um, but I, I don't think it's big enough. I mean, it was pretty obscure and culty. Um, when I, I mean, the people that like it seem to really like it. Uh, but it's not really like well, well known. I'm surprised you know it. Your obscure information in your head. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I read a lot of the RoboCheck comics. So yeah. Unfortunately, I said RoboCross. Yeah, that's right. It has. Yeah, it has. Yes. Yes. But also, here's a question. Sure. With Gurren and Like, did they just release me into a cornfield all by myself and I ran up to microphones just screaming stuff? Like, no. Uh, I had a script and I went into a booth and I looked at the words on the paper and I said those words. So, so. No, no prep from that, you just went right at it. Well, I, I, I read the script before I got there, oh, you know, I mean, like I the guess, night before. I, guess the, I, mean, I think his question would be, like, how did you get that, that voice? Because that voice is iconic. Oh. If you mentioned it, uh, you know, to replicate your voice to this day. Well, Jonan was directing the, the voiceover sessions. Um, so he would, even you know, he definitely had ideas of what he wanted Gur to be like. He'd say, you know, do it like this. And I would go, do it like that. But, you know, you do four or five takes on everything you do. And sometimes he would have an idea of what he wanted exactly to sound like. And sometimes he would just let me do something. And then sometimes he would choose the thing that I did that he didn't have originally. But, like, um, 
there's there's one where Gur says, why is his head so big? Um, and then he does it three times. Originally, the script wrote it for just once, but um, Jonan couldn't decide which version of what I did he liked, uh, so he did all three. So now it's like he's broken. He says, why is his head so big? Why is his head so big? He's a, like he's busted. He's a busted, he's a sad little broken guy. Yeah, he's actually a sad little character. He probably just wants to die. Poor guy. Oh my God. Yeah, what a sad thing. <laughs> what a sad thing. You should, when we look at Gur, we should have a little tear going down our cheek. Because he's probably got a little voice trapped inside him that says, no, no more of this. Someone help me, please. <laughs> yeah, so did I. I was fired, that's why I cried. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, I like the stuff. I like things. Uh, I like that thing in particular. Uh, the thing is, I, uh, my favorite stuff in the world is um, absurdist science fiction and fantasy. So I like uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Red Dwarf, uh, you know, uh, Di Discworld stuff. Uh, I like things like that. Uh, Kurt Vonnegut stuff also, and, and uh, you know. Uh, Mervyn Peake and authors like that, so that's what I'm really into. And actually, following up on that, yeah, is there a, a role that you, I mean, is there a role that you might be interested in playing you know, in one of those, say, other series? Or you know, would you say I strictly, you know, well, I'm in, interested in any role that someone hands me. Uh, I've done I've done uh, movies. I was in Argo. Uh, I was a uh, chancellor staff in the background, getting dragged down a hallway uh, by a hundred revolutionaries in uh, the movie. So that uh, we did 14 takes of that, and Ben Affleck told somebody to blindfold me. So that was fun. Uh, he's a very tall man, very muscular. He'll be he'll make a nice puffy Batman. Um, <laughs> that suit he's wearing, the Batman suit, he looks like it's made out of bread muffins. It's just like a bread muffin -y suit. Like you just want to, like Superman's just going to land and like take a bite. And it's going to be bread when he takes a, like a big a Superman bite. Yeah. I would watch that movie. Oh, yeah. 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 Superman eats bread Batman. Bat bread. <laughs> he's just saying that the whole time he's being eaten. <laughs> I think on that note, I want to definitely say thank you for your time. It was definitely thank you. a dream of mine to meet the man behind her. So thank you. I can cross that it's off a, my bucket list. It was a go. dream of mine to be alive. <laughs> All right. And well, <laughs> let's go troll Awesome Con. Yeah. Tip over some tables. Boldly Going Nowhere is a Castwave Studios production. For other shows and more, visit castwavestudios.com. Oh, that sounded great.